Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Thank God for technology. At least in, in the cinema sense. Maybe not in all over, but you know, in the cinematic sense, thank God for technology. Yeah. Because what will, what will we be doing in quarantine a hundred years ago? Nothing. Reading. Just re- I mean, I suppose I have been doing a lot of reading. I have been too. Playing cards. Six. I think I've read six books, maybe seven. Playing cards. I have been doing some of that. Drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is it wouldn't be that different. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mine is the Netflix and the laptops. So no Zoom conferences. Pretty much the same without the TVs and the laptops. Sure. Which, like, I'm pretty tired at this point of watching TV. I don't, there's nothing really, I don't know, you know, I don't, like, I don't even want to watch anything. I need to be just more choosy. I'm, I just throw anything on. I need to be more choosy about what I watch. That's fair. Anyway. Speaking of, let's talk about this garbage TV show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually really enjoyed this episode. I did, too. It was a lot of fun. I have a lot of notes and I went into this knowing because I this is probably one of the episodes that I've seen the most Mm -hmm. because it has one of my favorite lines from the entire series in it which is where are heroes I do not know but what I do know is (laughs) that is the loneliest mop I've ever seen (laughs) and I used to say that all the time everyone looked at me like I had eight heads no one understood I think it's one of the funniest it's really funny I laughed whole series I laughed out loud at that line so (laughs) yes so I have all these notes, and I was not anticipating having as many notes as I did at the end of this. But I think this is a good this is a good episode because it's another one that kind of touches on there is no right or wrong specifically. Mm-hmm. It's a gray area, and so I'm excited to yeah. chat a little yeah. bit more about That's, that. Uh, who's um, who's on the old recap? It's me? you. Me. Okay. All right. Here we go. Getting ready. Getting set. <laughs> All right, so Corey and Sean produce a lame film for their news class, and then uh, they're encouraged to go and find some real news. They uh, track down some real news, and it turns out that they catch Bud, Janitor Bud, sneaking out early from school and having Joey punch his card for later. Uh, Bud gets fired. Everyone gets mad at Corey and Sean. Corey has a dilemma if he did the right thing or not. And then he goes uh, and begs for Bud to get his job back. And Bud turns out to have been hired as a secretary. Meanwhile, Eric does a sleep study and finds out that he doesn't sleep and think. Time. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sleep and think. Yeah, doesn't. doesn't That's I mean, I mean, he sleeps. He doesn't you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. This, I, this is a good one. I like this episode a lot. It's yeah. Time. It's got some good jokes. It's got some good moral dilemma some good moral conflict what's do you have a fun fact to jump us off with so i have well i mean it's it's another one of those things where i'm just kind of like pointing out something that is like a series i don't know maybe not known in the series but pretty obvious so this is the last appearance of janitor bud we just talked about him he's used to act in the midwest and chicago uh so this is the last time that we see him um, there's also, so the the background during the live news report features the logo for Now TV uh, behind Topanga when they're doing the, uh, you know, news report. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it matches that of an online streaming service founded in 2012, hmm. which is also Now TV. Interesting. 
Um, well, I have I have one question before we really get into the, the nitty gritty. And it's not what did you learn? I know that's usually what we jump off with, but I, I just yes. want to stick right in. Was he was Corey right or wrong? What do you think? Here's the thing. I think that he was right in observing and reporting it, but it was wrong in execution. So what I mean by that is I think it should have like, that's unacceptable behavior. He should not be doing that. There's no excuse for him leaving school early to go gamble and bribing a student or paying, I shouldn't say bribing, paying a student to clock him out at an appropriate time. It would even be different if he left and came back to the school, but he just leaves like this is wrong. It's not okay. And he does deserve to be fired for it. This is completely unacceptable behavior. So I don't think Corey's wrong to point it out, but he should not have put it on blast like he did. He should have gone straight to Feeney and said, hey, just so you know, Janitor Bud is doing this. I was looking into it for a school project. This is what I found. I'm going to let you handle this in your own way. He should not have put it on the TV program. But I don't I don't blame him for calling it out. That's the, especially everything that they talk about with Janitor Bud at the beginning. Feeney's like, you shouldn't be patronizing the students following him around if you think he's going to throw up how humiliating is that also he you you found him sleeping in school before and he claims that he was saving feeney's life and he's like no you were just sleeping on the floor and now we find that he's you know clocking out early so he's clearly not a good employee Mm -hmm. at john adams so like why i don't know why he has his job even still in the first place and now now we have even more of a reason to let him go. And so, I again, I don't think that Corey was wrong in pointing it out and saying, like, hey, this is wrong. He shouldn't be doing this. He's, you know, this is a violation, I'm sure, of his contract. But it should not have gone on the news. I, I think, I, I mean, I agree. I think that Corey did the assignment and he did it well. I don't even blame him mm-hmm. for the news of it. I blame... Eli, mm-hmm. I, I think. Oh, this is the third time. Yeah, I think Corey is blameless in all of this. In that, he was motivated by a teacher. He did the assignment well based on the teacher, and the teacher failed to do his part, which I think is what we kind of see. Is is we see yeah. Turner point out to Eli that that he failed to do the teacher yep. part of the job. And, and so that's like this whole, this whole dilemma Corey's facing, is he right or is he wrong? I'm like, Corey did everything right. He is, he is a teenager who did his school assignment well and like took pride in his work and and, Mm -hmm. like he, he did everything right, uh, in this, in this situation, uh, to, to the school assignment, to the fact that he found, uh, he found something unjust and brought it to attention. Like he. He did everything right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think he's he's fine in that respect, and it's all Eli's fault um, in in this particular instance. Um, do I? I can't. I sympathize a little bit in the, the Alan and Amy scene where they disagree, and Amy's like, "He was two months from retirement," and I sympathize with that. But I don't know, like that the, the man clearly. Uh-huh didn't I don't, he, yeah he didn't meet the expectations of the job and you can only you can't cut people that slack i mean i don't know you know okay. i maybe maybe in real in light of his 30 plus years of service and the fact that he was two months from retirement maybe he didn't need to be fired maybe he needed to be reprimanded and and put on a short leash or you know whatever 
whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I, I don't think that Corey in any way was wrong. I also don't, I mean, you know, Eli yeah. should have viewed it and then chosen not to put it on air. Yeah. And that should have been that, obviously. <laughs> I cannot believe that this is the third time that this has happened. Right. That a teacher has, in the school, has not looked at an assignment and then shown it to either the class or on local television. Mm -hmm. And for some right, reason, like the Corey, they're not getting Corey in trouble and for this. Sleeping together rumor thing. Yeah. And that you know, in that film, obviously, where he didn't watch him before. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, and where he reads uh, what, I forget, I think it's Sean, reads Sean's poem or something in front of the entire class mm -hmm. about... Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Remember that like, checking it first. I just, I, I'm like, how does this keep happening? Didn't I guess Eli is, like, obviously a new teacher, so it's a learning curve for him, where... I guess yeah, Turner's learned his lesson learned now, now, and that's why he's teaching he Eli. better... Yeah, no kidding. But I just, I cannot believe that this is the third time that this has happened in the past two seasons. And we have not, Feeney has not been like, okay, well, that's not allowed anymore. Like, we can't do <laughs> right. that. I think it is, it's a He's little ridiculous. Like, Wait, you haven't that, seen Yeah, it? it's a little ridiculous that Feeney says like, oh, you're going to show it without having watched it. And he's like, yeah. And Feeney says, okay, then. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to being like, yeah, Phoenix no, like, you're not, not no. going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Whatever. Anyway, that's my one. Like, that's. Feeney is so stubborn about some things and so um, what a, outspoken about certain things. And I'm very shocked that this is not one of them. He's so he'll dig in his heels if he's uh, if he thinks that something is right or wrong. Like, for instance, when they were doing the um, the little rebellion or the little look for the mm -hmm. union label when they were doing all of that, he was like, no, this they're taking this test like they're not getting out of it. Like he dug his heels in and said no. And for some reason, this episode, he's just like, oh, you're going to do this without checking it. All right, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> like, no, that's not that doesn't feel like a real Feeny trait to me. It feels like it feels like a plot mm -hmm. device. So I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Neither do I. But I'm glad we kind of concur on all that. Um, so, yes. Anywho, then what um, what did you learn? I learned in short, I learned that well, the episode, of course, is called Truth and Consequences. So with truth comes consequences. And the mm -hmm. news or reporting or a story is not always black and white. Because we have this moment in the classroom where Eli's like, or Corey asks, did I do the right thing? And Eli's like, I'm not, no. And then he's like, did I do the wrong thing? And he's like, mm, no, not necessarily. And then, of course, we have Alan and Amy in the kitchen where they're both like, Oh no, he did the right thing. What, what do you mean? He blah, blah, blah. So I think it's, it's basically that there's, yeah, there's consequences with the truth and everything is not everything. I sh well, everything is not black and white. There are many, many gray areas, especially when it comes to reporting or journalism of any kind. And sometimes you can be both right well, or wrong. And you know what? I think it's interesting when he's in that room with Eli and he's like, so I did what's right. And he said, I didn't say that. And so it was wrong. I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. And what I think is shitty about that is I think Eli should say to Corey, yeah, you did the right thing. 
I did the wrong thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. At no point, yeah. like Eli clearly in that moment with Turner and then in going to try to rectify things, he, we are, it is implied that he's learned that he made a mistake, yes. but he never says to Corey, I was wrong, you know? Yeah, he right. Like he, he tries to all. teach Corey that like the news is never so black and white, and sometimes it you know hurts and blah blah. Like he tries to teach him these real life news lessons, but at no point does he relieve Corey and say, "No, you're a student who did the student thing and you did it right. I'm yeah. a teacher and I was mm-hmm. wrong." Well, and I don't even know if Eli really thinks that he did something wrong. That's the thing is, I think that he has kind of also dug in his heels and he's like, "Well, this is journalism. Mm-hmm. This is what it is." Janitor Bud did a bad thing, and, and and I yeah, I think that he doesn't quite comprehend the fact that what he did was wrong because he's so he has such a journalistic mindset. He doesn't have a teacher mindset because he's, he's not a teacher. He teacher. never studied to be a teacher. <laughs> Eli yeah, shouldn't be I a mean, teacher. <laughs> he shouldn't. We yeah, we've had this conversation before, but he definitely he doesn't have the training to deal with with especially adolescent you know, seventh, eighth graders that don't know, that don't know right from wrong really yet. They're, they're still trying to figure out what, what is, what the deal is with life. They're, you know, meeting the world, so to speak. And uh, Eli does not do a very good job of ushering them into that as a teacher and mentor. He does a, it's almost like if he were, if this were an internship, if Corey were out at doing an internship at a, at a, local tv station or something like that i would be like i love eli he's great he's a good mentor he's really asking Corey to find the truth in things and whatever but as a as a teacher and a mentor for these kids i'm like no this yeah, I is think not that's the point if this no. were and i mean again i think that's what turner raises that like this is school it's not a professional thing yes and i i think that yeah. you you've just spelled that out you know if this were an internship then that mm-hmm. this is great teaching but in a school he yeah, <laughs> that's he definitely should not be a teacher. And I understand that he's like overqualified for all these other jobs. But then again, I come back to he should have moved somewhere where a job was available for him. He should not be in Philadelphia. If he wants to be doing like hardcore journalism, he should go to a big city, maybe go to New York or come to Chicago. You know, there's there's work for him. He just he's just not willing to find it or leave his like little comfortable bubble in Philadelphia to go All right, get so it. Fuck Eli. That's what we We're just do. Yeah. I, I think I've previously said I like Eli, but fuck Eli. Here's the thing. I love Eli as a person, but as an educator, I think that he's, he's just bad and he has made the wrong decision to go into this field, but I love him as a person. I think he's really smart. He's quick witted. Uh, I like his friendship with Turner and his kind of back and forth with Feeney. Uh, and I enjoy him as a character, but yeah, I just, he should not be in the education system. That's just not, that's not what he wants to be doing. And it's not what he's yeah, got. You know, it's, it's interesting that Eli faces no consequences. Uh, when Feeney, when Feeney says like, uh, you know, you, this was shown in front of the, everyone on the school board. It kind of amazes me that no one mm-hmm. on the school board called up and was like, who the fuck is that media arts teacher that like let that go on public access television? You know, like, yes. oh, I want his job. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, but I do appreciate the fact that we're finally in a new classroom. I know I how the amazing. Fact that they branched the out a little bit. Cool in this episode is wild like, because Turner Classroom slash is. the classroom is now being used as this dream research study. Feeney's office is the boys' bathroom. Yeah. We don't even know where this media yeah. arts gym class thing is. Yeah, and also the back hallway is now like a custodial oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. closet, and then like yeah. there's a little like a side that's there's supposed the to be a custodial closet, the and there's also this fucking the, like the time the time punch clock is just like in the middle of the hallway and not like in a DJ's lounge or yeah. something. <laughs> Where all of the kids yeah, can yeah, mess yeah. with it. Yeah, I the just... geography of the school in this episode is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, they're really reaching in this one. I, mm-hmm, They're really mm-hmm. reaching. But, yeah. What did you learn? I guess we didn't, I, I never asked you that. I suppose that's true. Uh, <laughs> you know, that there, there are casualties in the pursuit of truth and justice. Uh, and... Mm-hmm you know, it's, it's never going to be easy and you have to weigh, weigh those casualties against the truth and justice, you know, because if I were hard pressed to say, okay, I understand what he is doing is wrong and he is taking advantage of this system, but at no point are we led to believe that he is doing a bad job and that like, he is leaving duties unresolved. Um, and so if you ask mm-hmm. me like, okay, well, who's, who is this hurting? Uh, if the only victim mm-hmm. here is that the, 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 the school board and the system is paying him for work for hours that he's not actually there, but he is still completing all of his tasks. I'm a huge proponent of removing uh, arbitrary timestamps and and having people work based on completion of tasks uh, and not based mm-hmm. on number of hours chained. So if you were to say to me, yeah, he clocked out two hours early every day. But if you were to also tell me, no, he stayed until five, but he didn't do anything for the last two hours because he was done with everything he had to do say okay yeah i mean uh, you know so like in that respect i i face yeah this is this is more about like the whole moral conundrum of uh is it worth you know is the justice served is it like is that worth the consequences or is this a victimless crime that could persist Mm -hmm. uh you know for and and like who's who's worse off Mm -hmm. in many ways and and so i you know I, I kind of agree in that, like, who, who's worse off, you know, if, if, if yeah. everything is getting done and accomplished the way that it should be, you know, if he is, they were, I guess we're kind of led to believe that he's yeah. not really great at his job because of the whole, like, I thought you were sleeping and yeah. you're harassing that student. And so like, they give us some clues that he's really not an excellent janitor, mm-hmm. but if he were like stand up, knock out perfect janitor. And he were finishing all of his shit and then leaving, I'd say, okay. But I guess theoretically, there's no such thing well, as be... your job being done if there are people still in the school because they could, could be it for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I to to that point, I have two comments. And one is he's a custodial worker. So as long, yeah, as long as there are people in the school, 
Like you can't leave at three. If the kids don't leave until three twenty. what if someone throws up at three fifteen? you know, mm-hmm. like who's going to clean that up? The, you don't, I mean, Feeney's not going to want to clean that up. And to your second point, I think if he had like, again, if he were a good janitor, stand up citizen went to Feeney and said, Hey, I would like to leave at this time on this day. And I'm not going to get paid for that time. That would be completely different than paying Joey to clock him out because that's just, that's just lying. That's just deceit to the school uh, who is trusting that he's there for the entire time Mm -hmm. that he's paid for. So I think it's, that's the biggest thing of all is if he just left and he clocked out and he was like, goodbye, completely different than having someone Mm -hmm. clock him out and him being gone for two hours before that. You know, theoretically, some very serious consequences too, because I am like 99% sure custodial workers are union employees. And Mm, so he mm -hmm. would probably be facing some fines from the union, maybe even kicked out of that, you know, there's some, some downstream issues. It's a serious offense. Yeah. This is a serious offense. I, again, I don't, everyone's like, no, he's two months away from blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he made a bad decision for no good reason either. It'd be different if like his daughter were giving birth or something and he were like i have to leave can you clock me out at five and like runs but like that's so much different than going and gambling which he needs obviously he needs to see someone for his gambling (laughs) addiction (laughs) so it's like it's like layer upon layer he has an addiction which means that he's cutting his job and that means that he is you know there's all these other pieces to this puzzle where it's like this is he's in trouble and he needs help and he does not he should not be still working at this school. Sure. There's no way yeah. like, this is okay in any yeah, capacity. Yeah. So even though he's too, he's an old man, yes. How cute. He's two months away from his retirement. Like, whatever. I don't care. He made a bad call. He needs to, he needs to suffer the consequences. He's not exempt just because he's an old man who's two months away from retirement. Like, that's. He made a bad call. He deserves to be fired. Well, okay. You know? So now I, I want to play devil's, devil's advocate. Away. Away Let's say okay. he he is he's been there for thirty years and mm-hmm. has always done his job well, and mm-hmm. and now you know he's two months away from retirement. All those circumstances still the same, and instead of clocking out two hours early every day to go gamble he is instead Mm -hmm. uh leaving two hours early to go to the soup kitchen to help feed homeless people when he's doing he's doing it every single day he's he's doing the same system where he is paying joey five dollars to punch him out that he is using this time mm-hmm. to help those less fortunate, as Joey said, but like to truly do it. I would say that makes him less of a scumbag or less of a less of a worry because then that's not dealing with a obviously a mental health issue because obviously an addiction is a mental health issue that needs to be addressed. But with something like that, he should feel comfortable going to Feeney and saying, Hey, I'm leaving school every day at this time to go do this thing. It's it, it boils down to, he is lying to Feeney. He's lying to the school and he is stealing money because he is not there to perform his job, regardless of what he's leaving to do. I don't care what he's leaving to do. 
It would make it better if it wasn't a mental health issue like gambling. But it, it, regardless, when you boil it down to the bare bones of it, he is he is lying and he is stealing money because he's says that he's there doing his job and he's not. So I think that's for me, that's what it all kind of shakes out to is just like. So, so you say regardless cool. of what he is leaving for, the gambling is not an important factor in the act in that regardless of what he's going to do the punishment still remains. Yeah. I think it makes it worse that he's going to gamble. Like it makes the entire situation, it gives the entire mm -hmm. situation a new light, but regardless of what he's going to do, that's still, it's still dishonesty mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. theft. Okay. Cause I mean, like, I think even I'm trying to think of like related to a job that I have, if I was still working at Starbucks and I left two hours before my shift was over without telling anybody regardless of what I was doing that like if I sat down with my supervisor he'd be I'd be like but I was going to help the poor the soup he'd be like I don't care you left your job two hours early you don't do that you know sure so I'm trying to think of it from like a managerial position and and see it even if it, um, an employee is like coming to me and saying hey I I but I'm doing it a good thing when I leave it's like you're still leaving sure. and not telling anyone it's one thing and for it to lying be a, about a, it today so. it happened it's a whole other thing to be a systemic daily routine yeah I yeah I think that would be a different case as well if it were just like today he left and went and gambled mm -hmm. or versus of course he's been doing this for God knows how long and now he can lie about it because. Like, we don't know how long. We just caught right. him that one well, day. We don't actually know how long he's been doing it. So he could go up to Joey and be like, I've only been doing this for a week. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. So on like a systemic level, if he's doing this five days a week at, you know, two and a half hours early every day, then he's cheating every week, mm -hmm. 12 and a half hours of pay out of a 40 hour work week. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's quite a bit. It adds yeah, up. Yeah, that's it that's adds, a decent really amount up. of money. You know, that's like a if, if he's being paid minimum wage in the nineties, somewhere around, you know, six, seven, eight dollars an hour. No, that can't be right. Minimum wage is still federally only seven fifty. <laughs> so he's probably making, I don't know, six bucks an hour. Uh in the so 90s, let's, let's yeah, just no. say he's making let's even put it at today's federal minimum wage of seven fifty. And and I said mm -hmm. what, twelve and a half hours in the week, right? times seven and a half uh 93.75 all right round that up for the 50 cents that i, I mean i don't know it's he's probably stealing a hundred dollars a week yeah almost yeah that's, that's not great not good <laughs> yeah, i stand by what i said lock him up i, just, lock him I up. think it's bad <laughs> i was gonna say he's i mean he should be he should be thanking his lucky stars that he's not well i don't know some what, sort what of legal action you extra take. punishment there's no, or there's no law there's, you couldn't sue him really yeah cool well i feel like we've really kind of dissected that down pretty well yeah. uh we have a very inconsequential yeah. b plot um with <laughs> <if> your laughs oh but i love it another great eric b plot yeah that's very inconsequential but like just it's a good time. It's magnificent. Fun. It's a good I Eric bit. Love a lot him. of good Eric bits. I do. I love the button on the episode where it's this rat has, or this common field mouse has hopes, dreams, fears. <laughs> He's this poor guy. Yes. <laughs> I think it's so interesting though that he says, oh, I don't remember any of my dreams, whatever. But I think it was season two, season one, maybe season two. 
Or have we even gotten to it yet? The Spanish baseball dream. Do you mm. remember what I'm talking about? He's making, he's like announcing Spanish baseball. In his I don't. Dreams. I do. I mean, I do remember the the ice skating, though, when he's doing, where Jason tries to get him oh, ice yeah. skate with the tape. When he's being and he dreams his inner rink there. I swear that he had a dream that was Spanish baseball because he's like announcing it in his sleep. And he's like, I, re- I can hear the line in my head, but I don't mm. remember what number he's announcing. And then Corey wakes him up and he's like, Eric, you're talking your sleep again. He's like Spanish baseball or. Something yeah, else. that sounds funny. Like Spanish baseball. <laughs> I, I don't know if we've hit it yet, which might be why uh, why mm-hmm. you, you don't recall it yet. But I swear that's that's coming up or it has happened. So because I kind of flagged that I was just like, wait, he doesn't remember his dreams, but I remember his dreams. So. So what is, what is the truth? Truth. But anyway, it's it's great. I like that this this is this is the first girl I think that Eric's interacted with that hasn't rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I actually like yeah. it. I was like, yeah, go go do a sleep study. Go get your PhD. I noticed here's, something here's this time I've never thing. noticed before. And the button at the end of the episode when they have all the international doctors there. Uh, and they're all wearing their, their mm-hmm. various <laughs> uh, international clothing. And I don't know if you noticed, there's a, a mm-hmm. white blonde man who has later hosen on underneath his lab coat. <laughs> yeah, you can only, you can see like it, the shorts no. and like the socks and the shoes poking out from under the lab coat. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, I guess that's good. And that they they oh, didn't only um, make a joke out of these international scientists from communities of color across the world with the, this like Indian man and they right that they had this sure white guy just like a character of Germans and, uh, white guy. and so, which is the right, second time that that's German happened show, we get the kid on the radio <laughs> yeah what's Listen, wrong with them gonna, the Germans? if you're gonna pick like, I mean, like somebody to, to bully in your show yeah. uh, based on stereotypes and nationalities. At least it's a traditionally white one and one that has had a historic problem with white supremacy, you know? <laughs> it's True. better that route than True. the alternatives. Correct. Yeah. Anything else you want to want to clear up? Corrections corners? Anything wrong with this episode? Uh, there is one kind of small thing and then one, you know, kind of like, average size thing when Corey and Sean go to sit down at the lunch table the kid who hits the seat over he like just pushes it he is oh yeah so not in high school (laughs) I was like that's a grown man that is a full grown man so and even the kid who stands up like they turn around and there's that kid right there like seven foot tall weirdo Yeah, he is not in high school either. He looks a little more age appropriate than the guy who pushes over mm-hmm, the chair, mm-hmm. but like not in high school. Um, the only other thing that I flagged was, well, I, and I wasn't sure because they obviously uh, run to the window when they're like, oh, the woman is dancing in a towel, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, normal teenage boy stuff. I was like, is that a play on rear window? Because there's that woman, mm-hmm. that dancer across the way who like comes out every morning and dances and, you know, you can kind of almost clock that she's going to be practicing or whatever. So I was like, I, I wonder if that's a play on rear window, but I also appreciate the fact that like Turner comes home and he's like, of course he's like five thirty already. Like he's noticed it. But at the same time, when the towel falls, he's like, get out, get away from the window and then the towel <laughs> falls and he closes his eyes. And I was like, good on you. I was like, that's that's good. He's like, oh, the towel fell. And he covers his eyes and like gets the boys out of the window. I was like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that he closed his eyes. It wasn't like, oh, the right. towel fell. And he's like still looking. 
It's like as soon as he says the towel fell, he covers his eyes. Gross adult male model joke. Instead, they they take it so that he's a decent human, which I appreciate. Yeah, I I did appreciate that because it was kind of like, of course, he's he lives across the street from this. He knows that this is a behavior because he comes in and is like five thirty already, but he doesn't he doesn't let the boys continue doing what they're doing, and he also doesn't set an example of like oh, this woman's towel fell. We don't record her, but mm-hmm. we can stay still sit mm-hmm. and watch or whatever. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. That was, that was good on Turner to get them out of, the, out of the window and also cover his eyes. But that was really the only other thing that I caught. Everything else was pretty straightforward. I agree. Um, who's your MVP, Megan? Turner actually is my MVP. Because he's the one, he doesn't have a very big part in this episode, but I think that that moment in the window with the boys and then also his talk with Eli where he's like, this isn't like you, you, this is kind of your responsibility. You did this because you, you set them up to, to find this story and do what they did. And even though I don't think Eli really takes responsibility for it, I think that Turner still gives him a little bit of a talking to or at least kind of puts the fear of god in him of like you have power over what these kids do and you have responsibility over their actions as their teacher you can't just be like you're a good journalist because they're not they're yeah kids. They're not yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know i was kind of so. struggling to come up with one because i wanted to i wanted to try and mm-hmm. find a i don't know like an underdog and all this but i yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it is Turner though. You know, he he's the one that does the thing. He's he's the hero of this story. Yeah, he does. He uh, does and, do. And the I thing. think what you said really sums it up. In that, you know, I wanted to try to be contrary to that, and I, I don't have one. There's no one else that's mm-hmm. quite quite as right. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna pick no, him. At I don't. The end of the episode no. when he gives Jenner Bud his job back because I, I think like, Feeney mm-hmm. could have he could talk more than he does. I mean, I would have contested it for sure if you had said Feeney, but <laughs> I think that you you could you could say, but you know, it's not he's not as right. As but in big the sense a, that, like Eli is the one who learns the thing, player as and Turner's Turner. the one that teaches him the thing. That's true, but Eli didn't even fully learn yeah. that. Whatever, doesn't matter. We've already talked about it. I think Eli needs to take responsibility for his actions, but we shall see hopefully later on that he becomes I doubt a better it. teacher <laughs> or we I won't. <laughs> I was going to say, or we won't. All right. Well, no, this was no. lovely. Good times. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Y'all. Please check us out on the, on the socials. Um, as you're scrolling through your various feeds, yes. you can find us at the Feeny call and most of those places via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. that or the Feeny call podcast go ahead again like too. megan said We're last week there. feel free to send us a message on uh on any of those platforms instagram seems to be the preferred mode of choice though uh you can also send us a voice memo via anchor which is what we record and produce this podcast on uh and you can drop us a line and maybe we'll feature you in an episode you know uh your thoughts we love connecting like yeah. that anything you want to add no, just don't stay safe and stay murdered. healthy and uh, stay inside. And uh, <laughs> don't get murdered. I really, really felt like that's where you were by going. the coronavirus. Like you said, stay safe. <laughs> uh, that's that's like, stay safe, stay healthy. Stay safe. Like, yeah, as soon as don't. I said, stay safe. <laughs> stay safe and do God's uh-huh, mission. Of course. Well, mm-hmm. for our, you know, you know, that's not how we end it, right? Is that how we end it? No, that's not how we end it. <laughs>
I'm trying to think of like other. And I have to explain this to you one more time. I swear to God. Start ripping. I don't really know that others have quite as as recognizable lines. Yeah. Distinct have I plugged? This is endings. just a sidebar, real quick. Have I plugged um, Nick Offerman's new podcast to you? Him and Megan Mullally's. No. It's called In Bed with Nick and Megan. I don't think you And have. it's Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Yeah, it's a great time. I've been enjoying it. I've heard of it. They invite a guest so into their bed to and they talk to them and it's a great time. I guess while we're plugging things, my roommates, I think I might have mentioned this last week, but I'm I'm editing a video um, yes. singing yeah, competition, online singing competition for my roommate. And it's called Isolation Idol. And so if you are bored and you want to see uh, my roommate's make fools of themselves then on uh, YouTube? you should watch isolation idol because it's pretty fun it is yes it's on youtube you can just search isolation idol and i think it's like the first thing that pops up the username is rita taro which is my roommate's drag name so that's how you know that it's uh the right I mean, one it's uh isolation idol by rita taro all right, right? Technically, well that sounds Ramsey fun Hendrix. go check those things out <laughs> thanks for looking and as yeah. always class dismissed